You are listening to TLRStation.com. Worldly Connections is all about bringing magic into your life. Janet Wizawadi, visionary coach and consultant, is on a mission to empower people to keep moving forward, have a vision, and trust that something good will come of it. Worldly Connections inspires listeners to live happy and be happy through the power of conversation and positive energy from Janet and other experts who believe that life is a team sport and when you work together, miracles happen. And now, here is your host, Janet Wizawati. Welcome to Worldly Connections on TLR Station. And today, like always, I have another great guest. And this time I have Kathy Sparrow. Now, Kathy and I uh, first met when we were doing uh, our first leg of Train the Trainer for the Success Principles with Jack Canfield. And that was, we were just talking before the show, that was in February 2011. Wow, boy, the time flies, doesn't it, Kathy? (laughs) It sure does. (laughs) Lots has happened. So Kathy is, is an author, she's a professor, and of all things, one of the things she is, is she loves fly fishing, and she's written a book about that, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about that book. She's got another one uh, that just came out, a collaborative. Um, yeah, she's uh, a message strategist and a self-leadership self expert. There's so much here, Kathy, that uh, I'm going to let you just take it away because I, I know we, we're going to talk about your chapter in the book. Uh, and uh, just tell us a little bit about your journey and what got you to where you are. Oh, so where did this... So first I want to say, let's talk about... I'm going to mention the book because the title is absolutely amazing. It's Ignite Your Leadership. And I think my life has been a leadership journey. So um, the, again, the collaborative book, it just became a number one bestseller last week in several categories internationally as well. And it, I wrote it and was the lead collaborator with 10 of my dear friends from Jack Canfield's world. So I think, uh, you know, connecting with people and with a great mentor has is, is been a big part of my journey. Um, really chain life changing when I stepped into Jack's uh, first uh, one day, not his first, but the, the one day, um, I guess it was called the success principles. And that was actually seven years ago today that I, I walked into one of his trainings room training rooms and said, this is my, this is my next mentor. And uh, I was mentioning when we were chatting before that I have an accountability partner who's been on this journey with me for seven years this leg of my journey. Um, I think if you were to to describe my life, uh, I've had many lifetimes in one lifetime or many books in one lifetime, perhaps. I always wanted to be a writer. That was, as a child, I would just devour books and I always wanted to be a writer. And then when I went to high school uh, or was entering high school, my guidance counselor said, you'll never be a writer. I was also interested in the theater and he didn't even address that. So I had this limiting belief whole, you know, overshadowing my entire life that I'd never be a writer, even though my soul called for me to be a writer. Luckily, my soul was a lot louder than his voice. And I started writing for um, a local community arts paper. And I got to meet a lot of really cool people. I, was, I lived in upstate New York then. I was two hours from New York City. So I was 
doing personality profiles on uh, writers and dancers and literary agents and playwrights and just meeting a lot of creative people, people who were more like me than the man who was represented by my high school guidance counselor. That's so much a, of a story for many people, right? That, uh, and Jack, of course, teaches about that and tells us a story about uh, a, a very prominent author and a, that her book was made into a, several books made into movies. And that was the same thing. It was a teacher that told her that she would never be a writer and made her promise not to write. And he'd give her a pass in the class. So mm -hmm. when I read your, your chapter in the book, in the book, Unite Your Leadership, um, I found it very interesting how that transpired because I think that most of us in, in that program all had a similar story about having a bigger picture of what our life would be and being told that, no, we couldn't have that life. And it goes beyond those of us who met in a training room. Yeah, <laughs> I, exactly. I post, yeah, I posted, um, last week when the book was launching, when Ignite Your Leadership was launching, I posted in my hometown Facebook page saying many years ago, my high school guidance counselor said I'd never be a writer. Well, I've proven him wrong. And the comments that came back and said, oh, my God, I must have had the same guidance counselor because he told me I was, you know, illiterate and couldn't make anything of myself. And now I have a science degree and et cetera, et cetera. So it's a common theme. And I actually just spoke with a man who on Friday, a, a potential client who uh, a Marine uh fighter pilot has gone on to do international uh, crisis counseling, um, you know, intervention. Yeah, yeah. And he was told he was ignorant by his, by his uh, sports league team captain. And it's like, wow, so many of us have been told we can't. And I think what happens is it's not that these people are bad. It's not that they're evil. Um, in some cases, there's some narcissism operating, but only because they're so deeply wounded themselves and so insecure about their own abilities, they want to keep everybody else around them down. And so that's part of it. And then the other part, like our parents tell us, just get that nice, safe job, right? Because they want us to be safe. They want us to be have that home, the you know, the food on the table. So it's not all all based on um, malicious intent. It's really to protect us. Only, and then we buy into it. Our egos buy into it, keeping us safe. When really we're we're not supposed to play safe. I I call it dancing at your edge, and I call it dancing because I don't want us to leap off an edge, but to play with that edge where we can grow and expand our horizons safely, without you know making rash moves, but like, wow, who am I going to become on the other side of this experience? And I mean, that's kind of how fly fishing came into my life and just about everything else I do. I love your story about fly fishing and, and how that, was that your first book when you were a college professor or university um, professor? I actually, that, no, I hadn't even written, I hadn't even gotten my degree yet. Um, so my journey is very non-traditional. I you know, got married very young, had two babies very young, was going to school, working part-time, raising two babies, and burnt out. Couldn't do anything. So I put my, my degree on the hold. I didn't need my 
degree to, to be in the publishing world. I've been on both sides of that desk. So um, On the Mother Lagoon came about after I had moved to South Texas with my second husband and cr we created a fly fishing lodge from a slab of dirt to nationally known within two years. And we became so busy that I had to step out and become a fly fishing guide. And to do that, I had to become a U.S. Coast Guard captain and get my six pack license. I was, it was an incredible exam. And out of that experience was on the mother lagoon. So that, um, and that was like two or three books into my career. Um, I published under another name, some works for hire, but that was kind of my first memoir, my first stepping out and really claiming my, my story. Mm -hmm. Tell my story. Yeah. Wow. And now look at you. Um, I, when I was reading your chapter, well, even the introductory to the book about the journey, because uh, it was first brought up in 2013, and uh, now it's out in 2017. That's quite a journey. But a lot of people, I think that if they've never been in that realm, they think, oh, we'll write a book and it'll come out and then it'll be gone and people will buy it. And But wow, and you're, you know, the people that are in your book are from... Uh, Australia and the U.S. And where else are they from, Kathy? Czech Republic and Mexico. So we're really um, a global face of leadership. And this whole journey, it became, it, you know, somebody whispered in my ear, said, you ought to do a book for us. And I was, I knew it was going to be a, a quite an undertaking. Um, and I resisted, I resisted that calling. And it became, it was like, I literally, once a month, somebody said to me, you ought to do a book for us. You ought to do a book for us. And then when Neil said it to me, I said, I, I said, okay, I give up uncle. Yes, I'll do it only if you're my partner. So Neil Raymond was my project partner in this. And we worked for probably eight months. We actually met in uh, breakthrough to set year in Tucson to finalize our list invitees. We really had a criteria. We weren't going to invite just anybody into the book. Um, and everybody was a, a train the trainer grad. And it was interesting. And I see this all the time with my clients who I help write their books. Um, people say yes. And then there's this stall. Sometimes it isn't a right fit. But then there's when you put something in writing, everybody's going to see what you think. And so there's this, oh, my God, I'm stepping into, I'm, I'm growing. I'm, I'm no longer be, going to be able to hide. And so there was some obvious episodes of that. I mean, Neil and I even admitted to ourselves that, wow, we kind of stumbled on our, our fear from time to time. And so I would say that um, from the time we set the invitations and really began the, the project, it was a two and a half year journey. And yes, books can be written fast and they can be pushed out. It's my experience, however, that there are sometimes books, well, no, books take on the life of their own and they come out in the perfect timing. And I think that this book in particular um, is timed perfectly given the state of our our world right now and particularly in the United States. So I'm, I'm encouraging everybody to step into their own leadership. And that's when I say self-leadership aspect. And that's the first covers the first um, section of the book. We all need to be leaders in our homes and our communities. And, and then we can have a greater influence. 
Yeah, and I'm in. Uh, I'm a co-author in in three books, and organically, how it happened, and the the my first one that I was in was in 2011, and the challenge I had was, oh, I thought, well, I can write about this. It was a chapter uh, called uh, Power to Change. And I said, oh, yeah, I can, you know, I've changed. I can do this. And then and then the compiler uh, called me up and says, but I want you to write about journaling. And so that led me on a whole new world of discovery and of which I didn't wasn't even aware that I was. And so when you're called to or asked to and the last last two was just out of the blue invites. And uh, it's been a journey and it's like challenged me and I stepped into it. And like you say, some of the people that may have said yes and then they just stepped away, maybe it wasn't their time, but you've planted that seed. Now they'll think differently when somebody asks again, right? And it's (laughs) just that uh, elastic, right? Are we going to expand and keep going or are we going to come back down? But we may not come all the way back down and then expand again. I think that any journey, there's there's expansion and contraction. I, I go into my cave um, frequently, and usually that's a time when I'm um, I'm then propelled out outward. So I use fly fishing as a metaphor. When we're casting, there's a very deliberate pause on that back cast, and that's when the line unfolds behind us. And that forward, that backward motion actually gives us the momentum to move forward and shoot more line out on the, on the very intentional stop on the forward cast. So it's, it is a metaphor. I think we do need to take, we take a pause and reevaluate what's the best next step and then move forward. So, and sometimes the best next step isn't what we've already planned. Yeah, different. and I, I I agree there. Um, and as you say, sometimes you got there. There's days that I don't even want to go to bed. I'll get a pocketbook and read it, and then realize that that's what my brain needed to go off somewhere else to work on its own. Where I get mm-hmm. my analytical brain out of the way, so it can plan. So when I sit down uh, and write, and uh, so when I was working on the last chapter. Uh, everybody says, I'm working on my chapter, I'm working on my chapter. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to write? And then we're driving home from an event. And I said to my husband, oh, I got to write. And I went downstairs in 1700 words, bang. And yep. so I think when we take that, like you say, that pause, then it just co- propels us that for the, when we're open to it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I often tell my students and my clients that I, uh, you know, you're going to do your best writing away from your computer. Mm-hmm. So nobody, I mean, it's not effective to sit in at your computer for eight hours a day. I have, you know, I've been writing for almost 30 years now. So I have a pretty good end time, like three to four hours. And then I'll, I'll step away and go do something else. Take a run, mm-hmm. you know, go to yoga, do something. And it's often in that step away time that I get insights about what, how to revise a section that I've just written. Totally. So, yeah. Kathy, I think this is a good time for us to take a, a break because when we come back, I want to talk about more about your chapter and the why that you come up with and the why nots and stuff. So um, everybody hang on. Uh, it's time for that break. And when we return, we'll continue talking with Kathy Sparrow and we'll talk about her chapter in the book, Ignite Your Leadership. 
Need to book an appointment with a holistic health provider or find resources and products in Edmonton and surrounding area? Not exactly quite sure who to contact or where to begin your search? Your Holistic Earth is the only online holistic marketplace that connects people like you who need help to the holistic health practitioners who provide a complete range of professional services and products. Look no further. Your Holistic Earth is your online holistic marketplace for a healthier and happier you. For everything holistic, visit yourholisticearth.ca. That's yourholisticearth.ca. Welcome back to the second half of Worldly Connections on TLR Station. Before the break, uh, we've been talking with uh, my guest, Kathy Sparrow, and we've talked a, a bit about her journey and an- another book that she's written. But I want to go more into her chapter about uh, in the book, Ignite Your Leadership. And the chapter is The Power of Your Story, Discovering Your Why, Dissolving Your Why Not. Kathy, can you go into that a little more? I know that uh, Simon Sinek has a good uh, YouTube uh, about the why, and I'm interested in hearing your side of the why and the why nots. I think we touched about a little bit about that why not that often appears when we're um, young. Uh, well, actually, the why appears when we're young. And um, there's um, another author, and he's a poet that I absolutely love. His name's David White. And I've taught this his book several times, Crossing the Unknown Sea, Work as a Pilgrimage of Identity. And he describes that when he was like seven or eight, he knew he, I mean, he just loved poetry. And he kind of went off and did a, a stint as a marine zoologist, but poetry drew him back. And I, I know that for myself, I was seven or eight when I knew I wanted to be a writer and I knew I wanted to be in theater in some way. Speaking and being in front of a classroom has turned into my theater, but, but I've, I've been a writer, you know, for a long time. Writing is my why. Writing for me is a way to discover more about myself and also how I serve the community, humanity by sharing my ideas, being really vulnerable and transparent and allowing others to connect with our story. Uh, there's something very healing about that for not only the writer, but the reader as well. They can say, oh my God, I'm not alone. I've done this too. So my why is writing and helping others to grow and be who they are. However, the why nots, um, they start out by things we see or experience, usually when we're young, um, usually a parent or somebody telling us we can't, we'll never be, and that kind of thing. And I actually discovered um, a why not just about probably six months ago, maybe even less than that, four months ago. And I was in a mastermind and I was reflecting on my own um, hesitation to step out. And I'm, you know, with all the training I have, you know, with Jack and with Deb Zandella as a RIM facilitator, I'm I'm pretty self-aware and I watch myself go through my little hiccups, my little, my little pause, not, not even a pause, but a hesitation. And I was going, what is, what, why am I having such a hard time stepping out more? And I realized that when I was probably between the ages of five and eight, I watched three great leaders in our society be assassinated by stepping out. And that was John F. Kennedy, Martin Luther King, and Robert Kennedy. I, and I remember being homesick when John F. Kennedy um, uh, died. And 
it was like, oh, no wonder I'm afraid to step out because if I step out, I'm going to be assassinated. And once I got a hold of that, oh my God, that's where that comes from. I'm going, well, that's a little ridiculous, you know? <laughs> so I was able to go around that. But everyone has their why nots. And if we can become aware of them, we can then take steps to overcome them. I like in your chapter when your friend says to you, if you can't do it with heart, then it's not yours to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's um, a lot of us. I mean, I can do a lot of things. And I think many of us can do a lot of things. And yet, and I think... I, I think I, I won't be gender specific, but I know that um, as a woman, I've been not, can do a lot to support others around me. Things that aren't, you know, as a natural nurturer, that aren't really mine to do, I can get them done, but they're not really very exciting to me. Um, and I and I do believe men buy in that too. They they think they're going to be the good provider to do this, you know, follow in the family footsteps to you know take on the family business or whatever it is. Um, and I think the way we, if, if it doesn't excite us, then it really isn't ours to do. And it not excite us, and there's a fine line, not the, not the, uh, how do I describe it? Not the impulsive excitement that, you know, we can get into mm -hmm. sometimes, but the, the really grounded excitement, like, oh yeah, this is what I'm meant to do. That's the anticipation of what it could look like. Yeah. Um, you know, Sean Smith, I remember him saying to yeah. me one time, if it, if it excites you and frightens you at the same time, it's yours to do. And I, <laughs> and I, I remember those words frequently because um, there are often things that absolutely excite me. And then I stop and go, oh, man, this is going to be. This is going to be like, wow, a little scary at the same time. But I, and I'm, I look at life as an adventure. I have a, um, a pretty incredible life, a writable life because I've been able to, um, embrace opportunities that aren't always looked at as, you know, safe and reasonable or predictable, traditional. Um, and then just see where they lead me. Well, I think I'm probably one of the most untraditional ones. <laughs> and my word for this year is adventure. And it, it cool. has been. But I, I know that for yourself and, and like many people that works with words, I was talking with a shaman one time and I said, like, I feel like I'm being pushed to do what I do. And she changed that whole wording around and made it feel so different. And she says, what if you change that to being a magnet that you're being drawn to what you're, you know, mm -hmm. to, to that. And I feel that, especially with all of us in that, I, I really believe that our class with Jack in 2011 was a powerful one. Uh, so many of us have stayed in touch and from all over the world. And Neil is one that I follow quite regular, Sergio in Mexico. And we have that. And uh, that's pretty special. It, it is special. Uh, I, you know, such an incredible group of people. Uh, I, going back to the choice of words, I, um, writing is a platform for me to mentor people into becoming, you know, 
better expressions of themselves, being able to be in the world with confidence, awareness, and courage. And even when I'm speaking with my clients and I hear a word pop up that is limiting or can, it's like, I call them at it. And you know, that just like that shaman called you on it. Um, I would, I would use the word invite Rather than being pulled, I love the word magnet. I'll have to remember that. But, you know, being invited to to do something. Often when I have a task for a client to do, I'll say, rather than say, I'm I'm tasking you with this or I want you to do this, I say, I invite you to. And that gives anyone a choice and more apt to step into that, um, you know, into whatever they're being asked to do. Words are powerful. Words are extremely powerful. That's where the why nots come from. If we're well, told we're never going to be a writer, that, that guidance counselor was sitting on my shoulder for, mm-hmm. for years. The night before I was defending my thesis, I was in a heap of tears because all I could think of was this guy said I would never be a writer. What am I doing doing this? And I ended up defending my thesis the next day, and my committee said, wow, this is dissertation material. So, yeah. Yeah, it, it's all. And, and we need to be champions for those people who were us you know Mm -hmm. so for those um and i know that you help lots of people uh you have your narrative theory and the journey of self-discovery and you assist individuals in embracing change and expressing themselves with confidence and awareness and courage i know i referred someone to you to to help him write his book and I know he was so grateful to be working with you and you're there for other people can you tell us you know more about how they can find the book but also how they can find you and and talk to you about working with them yeah so my website is kathysparrow.com and um, send me an email there's a contact form there or my email is kathy at kathysparrow.com my mission really is to help people spread their messages and, you know, share my own, but, and, and to help other people spread their message. I, if, if it's a fit, if your, your book, your message, and it's not even just a book. I help people with their blog. We have a message and we take it beyond the book. We take it into blogs and we take it into course material, speeches. It's so message strategy is really what I do. Like, how can we repurpose this, this message that you have? Um, so I, and I just love collaborating. I, I, my clients' projects become my projects. I wake up in the middle of the night with inspiration for them. I send them all the stuff that comes across my desk. Oh, that would be good for that client. And so I end up having like several books floating around in me at one time, but it's fun. It's fun. And then, uh, do you have retreats or do you you do one-on-one? Do you, or is it all, does do Skype or just phone? How do you? I, I do a lot of Skype. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do a lot of Skype, but I also do immersions with my clients, one to one immersions on their on their, you know, the one off their particular customized um, program. So we start with a two or three day immersion, and then uh, I am planning some retreats. Last year it was just an incredibly busy were excuse me year, so I didn't do any. But uh, later on in the year there'll be some. Um, Retreats where I combine fly fishing and writing. And okay. uh, yeah, yeah. And into the, into the next year too. So, um, I'll be making some announcements about those once it's all firmed up. 
Wonderful. Well, our time is running out, Kathy. You and I could be talking here forever here. Uh, and I want people to, again, that's kathysparrow.com, uh, but Kathy with a K. That's right. Yep. And sparrow and, like the bird. And like the bird. And she's going <laughs> to help you fly away and bring your vision or your writing to where it needs to go. And so thank you, Kathy. Uh, I look forward to spending more time with you. Thank you, Janet. Very much. Appreciate your support. Are you interested in appearing on Worldly Connections? Ready to work together and make miracles happen? Then Janet wants to hear from you. Contact her at Janet at FamilyConnect.com. That's Janet at FamilyConnect, spelled C-O-N-N-E-K-T dot com. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Tune in next week, same day and time.